Hey friends, it's Rachel, and I'm popping in before today's episode to tell you about something that has been keeping all of my ducks in a row. If you are a freelance creative, wedding planner, photographer, or someone that has to keep up with clients, invoicing, and contracts, I have something for you. Chances are not all of us have a contract or an invoicing system or somewhere to start, but no fear and don't sweat it because I have something for you. It's called HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online system that keeps your inquiries, past and present clients, all organized. It offers contract templates, online brochures, an invoicing system that can set up payment plans for your clients, and much, much more. It has totally changed the game for me over at rachelautry.com. But if you're craving something similar, I'd love to make your life easier and offer you a huge discount on becoming a HoneyBook member. I paid full price, but I have a 50% off coupon for you, and it comes with a seven-day free trial. Just a little perk for joining us here at Behind the Bliss. So check out the link in today's show notes for the coupon code and a little trial to see if HoneyBook works well for you. Thanks to HoneyBook, I have efficiency, productivity, and organization to my business. All right, here's today's show. Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Rachel Autry brings weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss. This week is on a topic that is extremely requested. It's about dreaming big dreams. How do we dream big with God? What if we don't even have a dream? Or what if we have so many we don't even know what to do next? Well, I've got the girl for you. Mara Anza has her own podcast called Devoted Dreamers Podcast, so you can imagine. She has conversations about dreams every single week with different people or on her own, so she's filled with knowledge when it comes to answers to these questions we have around goals and dreaming and hustling and all the things that culture is screaming at us today. She has amazing parallels and nuggets that she's pulled from these conversations with other women, but also incredible insight and revelations she's had in her own time with Jesus. So it's kind of a great marriage of the two to get a boss babe slash yes I love Jesus and I'm completely surrendering my future to him perspective for us today. So without further ado here is my conversation with Merit. Hey Merit, welcome to Behind the Bliss. Oh thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. I know me too. I don't know if people know this but we're kind of doing a podcast swap. We are. Yes for sure. I'm excited because we kind of get to speak to both of the audiences in like different communities and hopefully at some point they merge. Yeah. Maybe someone's listening that's like, oh, I've heard both. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I know. So spoiler alert, everybody, Merit has a podcast it's called <laughs> Devoted Dreamers. <laughs> I'll let her share more about it. Merit, who are you? What do you do with your days? Tell the people. Oh my goodness. Um, So... Well, first and foremost, I'm um, a wife and a mom of two little girls, and most of my time is with those people. Um, I have a a five-year-old and a 20-month-old, and they are lovely and a handful. But (laughs) on the side, um, I I work part-time, actually, and then I do the podcast part-time, so I have no idea. I might have like six jobs, really, if you if you're counting. Yeah. But we, yeah, we live in um, Colorado. I was just saying how beautiful the snow is right now. And um, yeah, my heart for 
my podcast, the Devoted Dreamers podcast, is really to reach women where they are in that space of just either trying to figure out like, what is it that God made me for? Because I know it's more than maybe what I see right now. Um, Or if you've already kind of found that thing, um, you know what it is that he's laid on your heart to do with your one life on this earth, Um, figuring out how to get past some of the roadblocks. Um, I like to say that um, I really want to see the love of Christ set women free from bondage, shame, yeah. comparison, and imposter syndrome. That's good. Imposter and, syndrome. <laughs> Highlight yeah. that one for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Totally. So, and I feel like I'm not sure I knew this at the beginning. I started in 2016, but I have learned in the last three and a half years that um, it sure seems like when God gives us something that we're excited and passionate about, that it very likely serves other people. And it most likely is going to transform us because of what it requires of us and the dependence on the Lord. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of like you're super excited about this thing and you I don't always associate that it's given to you from him. I'm not sure everybody does, but, um, but yeah, he, when you get to that place of like, Oh, uh, he's asking me to do something really hard. You have to lean into him and that's exactly where he wants us. So it's a good thing. That was an amazing synopsis of what devoted dreamers does. That was beautiful. (laughs) I love it. So my question is kind of, I, I mean, out of my own curiosity, how did it get started? Was it more from a place of, oh, I'm really craving this kind of space on the internet. I'll just go ahead and create it. Or was this a, no, I really see the need and I want to fill it. I guess it's like both kind of the same, but I want to know where, where you came from in this. I'm going to take a step forward and create this podcast community. Yeah. I, I mean, looking back, it really feels like it was a jump into the deep end of the pool because... I was, let's see, when I first kind of had this inkling of, I would like to start a podcast in the sense of, here's the next step to doing it versus like, you know, pie in the sky. Um, I had a one-year-old and, I, you know, I had done a few things online. Like I had started a blog that I wasn't really super committed to. And I had, at the time, this was 2016, I was testing out what it would be like to use the Periscope app, if any of y'all have heard oh of that. Oh my it's, gosh, throwback. Yeah, I know, right? And it wasn't that long ago, but it was like one of the first live streaming tools. And my mastermind group was like, Merritt, you should know about this. And I was like, I don't got time for that. You know, <laughs> like what? Yeah. yeah. And, and yet I was watching people do this and it was so interesting to me that people from all over the world would hop on and listen to some stranger share whatever they wanted to. And so I really just began asking the Lord, like, what is it? Like what, if I were to spend any time at all on this app, what would I do? And there's a much longer story that I will save. Maybe you can put it in the show notes because it's one of my episodes, but, um, there was a moment in time where I realized after a Periscope friend of mine did like a a memorial for a friend of his who had passed away, um, I realized that what I would want to share was scripture, you know, like Mm -hmm. 
I don't have to invent anything new. I mean, there is nothing new under the sun. And so what if I just came on and read the Bible? And so I did that. I would get up at like four, well, not four, <laughs> five in the morning <laughs> and um, just read a couple verses of scripture and chat with whoever showed up. And it, mm, that cool. I think was the thing that even made podcasting um, just more doable in my mind. Like, yeah, oh, like more palatable. Already- you were like, okay, yeah. I'm kind of already doing something similar. It wouldn't be yeah. a huge step. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of where it came from. And I realized too that I had always kind of had this like, if I were to create something, what would it be? Like, like people create new stuff all the time. And I really felt like that was in me, but I was so struggling with what it would be. Mm-hmm. And that blog that I talked about that just never really went anywhere. Like, I feel like I put some heart and soul into that and then just let it flop because I was too nervous or didn't know what to do next, you know, all of that. And so the podcast for me was like, okay, what is this process of A, figuring out a dream, listening to the Lord, and then B, like, then what do you do? Like, and then how do you do it? How do you do it scared? Like, how do you get past that, like, terrified moment in your heart where you're like, ah, never mind. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, you probably can agree with me, too, that podcasting, although it seems scary and, like, treacherous territory, it's also really great because it's something Mm -hmm. you naturally do. I don't know about – I have conversations every day. I don't sit down and write something – on this big revelation I had every day. I mean, I journal, Mm. but not something I'd want to go public. And so this almost seems so casual, yet so much more three-dimensional than the typical blog post. So at some, to some degree, it kind of felt more realistic to me because it just was already happening. Why not just go ahead and like put a microphone in front of our faces and record record. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I think so. Um, I have fewer adult conversations these days than I used to, but they're still there. They're still like percolating. So yeah. And podcasting is really fun. It's a lot of work, but it's really fun. Sure is. But yeah, lots of lots of benefits for the investment, which is really neat too, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. Well, specifically on your podcast, do you have tons of amazing conversations with some incredible people? Um, and so I'm sure that you've heard really great advice from them about just going after the dreams that God's spoken into their hearts and maybe even into the listener. So maybe you have a few nuggets or something that you've kind of pulled out of these conversations that you could share. Because I think what's so neat about the conversations you host are typically all around, like you were saying, going for it anyways, do it scared, like Mm -hmm. inviting somebody else to almost share about what their dream looked like and the, the formula and the layout and every single guest is probably different in the way they went about it, which I think is great too. So yeah, yeah. is there something that you've pulled out of these conversations that have been great to apply to your life or you've kind of seen yourself sharing with others often? You know, there are a million things. And so I was like, <laughs> oh, I would I'd love to figure out how to narrow this down to, like you said, the best nuggets. Um, but, you know, it's just some general ones that maybe are obvious to the listener, but, you know, one thing that I hear a lot is to find community, that to not go it alone, that if 
God's asking you to do something that's bigger than yourself, that's super helpful <laughs> to have like a, an accountability group or a mastermind or a coach or just somebody that's with you in it because it can yeah. feel very lonely. Um, so I feel like that is echoed a lot. Um, really recently, I've heard women talk about um, making sure that you seek out space to rest. Um, so Praise whether God. you're doing something, I know, right? It used I to be hustle and now it's like rest. And I'm like, finally, <laughs> I the permission I never needed, but needed to hear, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there is, you could like, you know, work and hustle 23 hours a day and sleep one and kill yourself. Or, you know, and I think in that, you lose all opportunity for some real creative opportunity, like creative thought or creative yeah, progress totally. and whatever it is. Cause you're like, so on the edge all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, and I'm terrible at this. I'm terrible at making space. Um, but I do try to like go to the gym three times a week. And that is a time when my mind gets to do something different. And so mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important. I, you know, and I feel like we can't, if we're not resting, it's really hard to listen. Um, in yeah, fact, in survival mode. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I took December off from social media and, you know, in part felt like that was a terrible time to do it, but a perfect time to do it. And it took about three weeks for, me to notice that my brain was kind of operating a little differently, that mm. I had, I was able to step away and I was able to have new thoughts, but it was three weeks, you know, cold turkey. <laughs> I didn't right. totally throw away my phone, but the scrolling, you know, and, and it did, it really helped me think through like, how would I function differently if I didn't have this? Um, so there's that. Um, and then you know, I think for the woman who's out there hearing us talk about a God-shaped dream, but going, well, I don't know if I have one or maybe God just hasn't revealed it yet or whatever. Um, I just always say like your life experience will very likely reveal it. Um, If you don't have a ton of life experience, that's okay. It's going to come for most of us. And Mm so- you know, it's you're in a season of waiting or of listening, um, of pursuing the Lord, and um, and let that be okay. Don't 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 let this conversation feel pressure um, to try to find that thing. Yes, um, but usually it's something that you've had to really wrestle through. And you've come out at least in part on the other side. Maybe you're not totally through it yet. Um, but that is often the space where I feel like people's dreams start to percolate. Yeah, I've seen this pattern play out so many times where people's ministry or like their place where their testimony mm-hmm. is most heard is the people that were most like them. And so yeah. if you are someone who Makes has sense. struggled with pride, yeah, you're going to probably be speaking to the prideful. You know, it's because that's what's mm-hmm. natural and God uses us as vessels in places that can like adapt and, and relate and see us. And I love what you said about if you didn't have a dream quite yet, like it's okay. Because I think that there's also, yeah. as much as there is hustle culture, there's also the 
go and do it. And if you don't know what you're doing, what are you doing? And that is so restless to me because there's so many moments where I do have big dreams, but that's not my next step. So it seems overwhelming and I'm not quite sure if I'm even making steps towards what I would want to do in the long run. But something that has almost freed me up, I think you'd think this is pretty cool. Proverbs 29 talks about where there's no vision, the people will perish. And Mm. I hear it differently now. I don't hear it as a, oh, crap, like we're going to perish. It's a, well, he doesn't say where there's no dreams or no goals, the people will perish. It's just saying where there's no vision. So your vision could be, how am I going to be a great wife today? Like, how am I going to be a great mom, a great student, or a great roommate today? It's not a, in five years, I hope, or my retirement plan is going to be, you know, like, I don't think that that's the pressure. Yeah. Totally. I I very much agree with that. But I've just, I've seen that almost help me a lot. So mm-hmm. I wanted to speak that off of what you just said, because I think that's so beautiful. Um, sure. So you've seen this pattern of lack of rest or people that want to go for the big dreams right away and things like that. Um, and so you probably have people listening that not only are like, I don't really have a dream or I don't really feel like I have a next step, but maybe they do, but they're so frightened or intimidated or stuck in that imposter syndrome to move forward. So what would you say to those girls that just need to be freed up from it all? Mm. Well, I have kind of a practical response and then a, we'll just call it a spiritual response. Yes. (laughs) So let's start with practical. Um, I feel like it's just do something small. So mm. like if you think there's something, if the, I mean, even if it's just like the tiniest thing, like take a baby step. That's what I always say on my show. Just take a baby step. And it, I mean, and I mean baby. Um, but I, I have a story of from one of my guests actually, and hers yes. wasn't super baby, but I love the story so much. I have to share it. She thought that she wanted to open a taco truck. And, you know, well, that's fun. You know, okay. (laughs) So her testing ground was that she invited a bunch of friends over to have tacos at her house. And at the end of the night, she was so certain that she did not want a taco truck. And it's like, great. That is amazing. Like to not, to know what not to do is almost worth more than knowing what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, So it could just be something tiny just to investigate an area that fascinates you Um, and then figure out, like, do you want to make tacos for the rest of your life or no? And, you know, see what God reveals, because I feel like when we try something that we've never done before that intrigues us a little bit, we get a ton of feedback on that just by doing it. So that's my practical advice. Um, That is so good. The clarity, I think, is needed. Like, if I were in her shoes Mm. a few years ago, I was just in a really unhealthy spot with my dreams and things that I wanted to do that I would have seen getting to the end of the night and saying, I do not want to have a taco truck almost as a failure because I wasn't carrying forward with what I had promised myself I wanted to do, which Uh clarity is is always success, even if the clarity shows you something different than you ever thought it was going to. Yeah, and I think even just using that word failure, like I have noticed that as people continue 
to take these steps that they start to define failure differently mm. that you know failure is is not so much um a bully as it is a friend like that's good people say like fa- you know get to failure fast or whatever it's like no i mean try something and be okay with knowing that that's revealed to you what not to do or yeah. or how to do it differently next time so that's what I like to say. D- that's look good. at failure not as a bully, but as a friend. <laughs> I've had someone say this to you. I was like, this is genius. They said if you walked into, um, oh man, what is it called? A casino. That's it. If you walked mm-hmm. into a casino and you hit jackpot in the lottery every single time, you would get so bored. Like it wouldn't even be funny anymore. No matter how much <laughs> totally. money you made, you'd be like, what? Where's the risk? Like, where's the adventure? Where's the fascination? Where's the mystery? And I think that that's what's so beautiful about what God does with our dreams. Is he's like, Rachel, you are so cute, but you're about a trip and it's going to be actually really funny in a few years. Or there's something yeah. that's about to unravel that you're going to learn something through so that next time you do hit jackpot, it's more of a celebration than if you just like kept hitting the money every time. And yeah. what freedom that brings us that I love what you said. Failure is a friend. Like it does not have to be your foe and something to be scared of by any means. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what I'm processing in my brain is it's obviously great for you to have goals and to have dreams and it's okay if you don't have an idea or an end destination in mind quite yet. And quite frankly, a lot of times those end destinations change, which is even cooler. But totally. how do we almost switch this perspective from the worldly and the culture of, hey, have a dream and go for it too. But where does Jesus come into play? You know, that's like, how do we yeah. switch the, from like a success to an eternal success filter? Um, well, and I think that comes from doing what he's called us to, whether mm-hmm. you'd call that a dream or not. I mean, the, at its core, our calling is to love God and love others and, you know, to make much of him, to worship him with our mm-hmm. lives. And so simply that's, that's what we're here for. Um, and then if he gives us something else, um, and I think this relates to kind of like my, my spiritual answer to that previous question is that when you step out to whatever that is, like, even if it's, even if the calling is love God, love neighbor, and, and I'm going to go to my neighbor next door who I've never met before and invite them to dinner. Like that could be terrifying too. Um, but whatever it is that like causes that heart, like your heart beat to go a little faster, the, you know, a little bit of like sweat to happen, (laughs) like you're, yeah. And, and in that you are, um, you're, it's kind of like you you feel like you're starting to be connected to whatever it is, this thing that you're um, either excited or terrified of. Um, and and I'll just say it is super common to wrestle with fear as you're stepping out to do something that you feel like God's called you to do. But the bottom line is, um, this is showing us where our identity lies. And so, That's so you good. know, whatever it is, like 
God's called me to start a nonprofit, for example, you know, that you can't do that. Uh, you can do that on your own power. It will be incredibly challenging to do that on your own power and in your mm-hmm. own will and in your own way and to, you know, kind of leave Jesus out of that. But as you start to take these challenging steps, you begin to feel the fear. You start to wrestle with God and say, are you sure this is what you wanted me to do next? Um, It opens up like, well, where am I placing my hope? Am I placing my hope in the success or failure of this thing? Am I placing my hope in what somebody's going to think of me based Mm -hmm. on that success or failure or what I'm going to say about it on social media or whatever? I mean, it it re- I think this whole thing goes back to knowing who you are in Christ. That's good. And so if you are, like, if you are that girl that's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't have the dream yet, like, start there. Like, we, wherever we are, we can start with becoming more secure in our identity in Christ. It's going to be a constant battle our whole lives, but continuing to, like, renew your mind to go back to that place of whose mm-hmm. you are is what will buff it and uplift your actions, your dream, like the things that you actually do related to what God's given you. That's so good. I hope that makes sense. I feel like oh, I it does. a little bit here. Yes. No, no, no. Like I love it. Like just because let's say tomorrow I decide to start a lemonade stand and I did mm-hmm. invite Jesus in on it doesn't mean that automatically my lemonade stand is going to be successful or it's going to be easier because right. he's invited. But because Jesus is invited, I have the grace that I couldn't have on my own. I have the eternal resources that I couldn't tap into if it was just up to Rachel. But then if it were to fail, let's say like something went terribly bad, then it's it I would be so much harder on myself if I believed it were up to me. But because it's not up to me, in the moments I fail, in the moments I succeed, I have someone else to like give the credit to or to ask for help because I'm not mm-hmm. the ultimate dictator of this thing. And so I think not that it, that not that like inviting him into whatever you're doing is going to be a free pass to success. But I think it gives you the peace that you need in all the circumstances so that you can reach a new level of um, peace and even like eternal success. Like I always say with my podcast and you probably feel the exact same way just on the friendship we have, I can tell that if one week, like there's only two listeners, but one of those listeners knows something new about Jesus. It's a success to me. I don't care what the end of the quarter looks like. Like I, I hope that with that one email that I get from a girl who was in a dark place that has found some kind of freedom from something you might say today on our episode, like it, that's it. That's, that's success, which oh, yes. Amen. I don't, I get so inspired when we talk about dreams because I'm like, <laughs> oh, so it's cool. Fun. And like, yeah. yeah, I mean, he says he gives us the desires of our heart. Not that he's going to give us everything we want, but he gives us the ideas and the visions and the dreams that we have. So he's not a God to dangle it in front of our face and be like, oh, oh so you want to be successful? Like, come yeah. and get it. He's like, that is so cool and precious that you have that dream. Like, give it to me. I want to make something with it, you know? Uh, and and it just goes back to like what a sweet opportunity we have to sit with him and listen to what he's yeah. going to you know he knows all the desires of our hearts he knows the the ones that you know are self-centered the ones yes. that are him centered <laughs> he knows it all and he loves us so much anyway and 
to have that moment to just be like, okay, God, what is it? What, what, what would you have me do? I mean, yeah. I really believe as we sit and listen, he will tell us. I believe that. Yeah. So what if the girl's like me? She has like 12 ideas for different businesses or nonprofits <laughs> or ministries. I'm not kidding. I feel so flaky, not because I flake out, but because I have so much in my brain going on at once that it's hard for me to commit to what I'm called to right now. So yeah. let's chat about maybe the opposite end of the spectrum. This girl listening has too many ideas or that, if that's such mm-hmm. a thing, like she has so many synapses going off in her brain that people yeah. call her multi-passionate. Like what would you say to right. that girl who's just oh my gosh. not quite there sure? There are so many of us out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, so have you ever heard of this concept of the parking lot? No. Um, Enlighten it's, me. Well, I, I might not get this perfectly, but I feel like I learned this in like high school leadership. So when you're like brainstorming ideas and, you know, in brainstorming, there is no bad idea, right? So you write everything down and you like just, you know, do a whole brain dump on everything you've got today. And then after that, like you don't stop there. It's like, okay, well now what? What do I do with this list? And there are things that are for the current season. And then there are things that may be for later. And the things that may be for later go in the parking lot. And mm-hmm. you, I mean, you have to have a system for where you're going to put that parking lot so that you can find that list, you know, when you're like, well, what was that idea I had in 2020? Um, but yeah, I, I feel like actually early this year, I've been listening to, um, another podcast that has helped me to like understand the value of really doing one thing well. What is it? Like name f- drop. I want to know. Go oh, the podcast. Yes. <laughs> well, You're like Devoted Dreamers by Mary Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> have, you, have you not heard of it? Um, well, I've been listening to Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe, which is not related to dreams. I mean, I guess it could be if you want to have systems in your life. That's been really helpful. Okay. And then um, oh, trying to remember the other woman. Um, her first name is Anita. Maybe I can get it to you for the show notes. But Yeah, we'll have it in the show she, notes. She was the one that was like, you know, have one, um, like one person you're talking to, whether, you know, in a podcast, you're talking to one person, know who that person is, have one idea that you're pursuing at a time, have one product that you start with. If you're, you know, trying to sell products, like pick one thing and do it well. And that I feel like was super profound for me. Like I want to do all the things and all the ideas come all at once, you know, good. Yeah. I don't have time. There's, I just don't have time. So there has to be a focus. So there you go. I mean, That's good. I, I am that person too. And I, I'm kind of a mess because of it. <laughs> but well, even if it's not for other people, even just for you, the consistency could probably take some load off, you know? Yeah. 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 If I just, if I just did one thing over the next 60 days until it was done, because I've got a couple like, half finished projects. It's like, well, which one, which is the one thing that by Easter could be finished, you know, Mm -hmm. and that would be a huge load off, you know, it's almost like Dave Ramsey's, um, debt snowball, you know, like pay off the smallest debt first, you know, like get a small win. I think that'd be super, 
valuable <laughs> to get it a small give you like the little woohoo moment that you'd be so mm-hmm. pumped to start the next. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I'm there having a revelation this moment. I'm like, no wonder I get writer's block or burnt out is because I'm doing all things mediocre rather than focusing on one mm-hmm. and getting so amped about it that then it's easy to turn to the next to be like, let's go. You know, but I, it's not, I'm not going to have that energy or excitement if everything yeah. is borderline, you know? Yeah. Ugh. And, you know, something else you just reminded me of, um, and I wish I could remember who to credit this to because it was also quite novel to me, but that there is all almost always excitement when you try to start something new. And then there's a certain window of time where it begins to get hard and pretty much 99% of the people drop off mm-hmm. because they've found a new idea. Because it's exciting to have the new idea. And so you have this like, you know, like serial entrepreneurs who are like, let's start this business. Okay, well, that got hard. So I'm going to sell that and let's start this other one, you know, so that it's just like this natural thing that it's going to get hard and you're not going to be as excited about it because, you know, you can't sleep at night because you can't figure out this one problem or whatever it is. So, yeah, I think you got to push through to the end on something. That's good. Find a push line. And find the people that can push you if you can't push yourself, which is the community thing. Yes. Or even people to keep you accountable. Like I found it really helpful to tell a few people big dreams so that they can check in Mm -hmm. and be like, Mm. I mean, hey, how is that fill in the blank going? Like, have you made any progress on XYZ? And not that it's supposed to induce any kind of shame, but it it gives me a place where I can use as a measurement stick to be like, ooh, I actually forgot I wanted to do that one point. Or a, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Will you celebrate with me that I've accomplished this next step? You know, but you, it's really hard to do that if you're doing it alone. Oh really. my gosh, yes. So, I'm glad you said that. That tells me like I need to go tell a couple people some things I'm working on. And just <laughs> saying it out loud, like yeah. just taking a spiritual perspective, the enemy gets mm-hmm. so scared. He's like, oh mm-hmm. no. Oh no, like she's saying things out loud. Yes. And so it's almost like a, hey, Thomas, let me tell you something super crazy. And I'm honestly a little embarrassed that I'm even thinking this up, but what if we fill in the blank? And he, he was like, yeah, that's so cool. That idea just got so much more powerful and gained more power than it's ever had before because Mm -hmm. it was spoken into word. I mean, that's how the world was created was God had all these ideas, but until he said, let there be something something that didn't exist so not that we could say let there be chocolate and flowers on the table tonight for (laughs) thomas because it's valentine's day week but and there would be i'm just saying like in some regard i think that there's a lot of power that we carry when we say yes to what jesus has done for us that is terrifying to the enemy especially when we link arms and do it together and say it out loud Yeah. And hold it with loose hands too. like keep our grip kind of loose on it, because like you said earlier, it probably is going to morph and change. Yeah. And that's kind of fun because I think he does that. The Lord does that. You know, he informs us as we move forward. It's like, so good. we're going this way now. (laughs) Or yeah, like, oh, you wanted to start a lemonade stand. What about a lemonade truck? And you're like, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So kind of speaking from the spiritual perspective, do you have maybe something biblically that we can go to or maybe even just like a passage in scripture or a certain Bible story that you can see 
where God's come through with big dreams people had? So I have been really honing in on Ephesians 1 just over the last probably year and a half. And I have to attribute this to um, one of my guests, Heather Holloman. She studies, she's a professor at Penn State, which first of all, I'm like, she's a Christian who's a professor at Penn State, (laughs) which I have to assume is a pretty liberal campus. Um, So I'm like, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that classroom. Mm -hmm. But she studies... um, like verbs in the Bible. And I first heard about her, um, I want to say, oh gosh, design, something design podcast. Oh boy. I'm, I'm going to have a whole list for you when this is over. <laughs> I know these podcast people, they're obviously podcast people listening because they're listening to a podcast. So I know. they're probably sitting on the edge of their seats. So we'll have in the show notes for you. By design. It's called by design. Ooh, um, so she's like a, like a frequent guest on the By Design podcast. And I heard of her first there, and then she came on my show and talked about her dream. But she has written books like on the word chosen in Ephesians 1, like an entire book on the word chosen or an entire book on the word, I'm looking at it right here, like what other verbs are in here. Um, I mean, like adopted would be, you know, yeah. any of those. So- so anyway, after talking with her, I went in and started reading this. And I mean, do we have time for me to read it? Of course. Okay, great. Because I always got I mean, time I, for the word of God. Let's go. I know. <laughs> I love having scripture read over me. So would love to do this for your listeners. So I'm starting at um, verse three. This is the ESV. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved in him. We have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. And it goes on. In him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So as I was reading, so chosen, sealed, um, lavished, destined, lavished. Yeah. I mean, those words, they're so beautiful. So, I mean, if you want to dig into, into any of that, go find Heather Holloman. She's got books that are easily accessible, but what I began to see, and I don't know if you heard it, but I think it's in there three times, this phrase, to the praise of his glory, that all of these things, yeah. all these things that God has given us in Christ, in who we are, in how he sees us, it is 
all to the praise of his glory. And so that is how I try to remember, like if I'm having a hard day or I feel out of sorts or I've got a million ideas, like, you know, a hard day could be, I got, I don't even know where to start, you know. I try to remember it is for the praise of his glory. I am doing this, that his name might be elevated, that someone might know him more or know him for the first time or believe him more or understand that they're a daughter of the king. Like all those things. It's like, oh, yes, this is why we live. This is why he hasn't taken us to heaven yet. It's to the praise of his glory that we're still on earth. And so let's live to the praise of his glory. Let's dream to the praise of his glory. Amen. So, oh, my gosh. Oh, his that word was, is so good. His word is living and alive because I got goosebumps. That's how you know. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> this is legit. Oh, and there wasn't even background music. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes I get moved and I'm like, is that the piano or is that me? <laughs> Oh, this is good. I And what's so cool, too, as you're reading, verse 11 is so similar to Romans 8, 28, when he says he works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And then this says, in him we've obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So similar, you're able to see the two. He's like, he wants yeah. good for you. He wants success. He he considers it all kinds of joy when you reach a kind of benchmark or if you're stagnant, like he's just proud and everything mm-hmm. is good in the sight when you're under the blood of Jesus and what he did for you. So mm-hmm. I almost feel like yes. too, what's so beautiful about that is it's like pressure's off, like dream big totally. dreams. And that's cool. But I love what you said earlier with open hands and know that it's going to morph and change and might even disappear and new things might reappear. But that's what's so neat is the fluid and the mystery of God, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's never going to be boring. Amen. <laughs> Not with him. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. Well, one of my favorite questions to ask at the end is kind of a fun, silly question compared to the rest of our conversation because it was so good. But I am curious on what you're loving and what you have to share with the people. This is going to sound funny, maybe, but I'm just going to go for it. Um, It's not something you can buy. So that's the tricky part. But when I was, um, I want to say like eight months postpartum with my first child, Mm -hmm. I was like, I got to somehow exercise. And I live in Colorado and it snows. So I, I don't know what to do, where to go, whatever. So I went to our local rec center and five years later, I am still going to the same mommy and me stroller class, you know, second kid. I don't have a stroller. I am like going to this class two to three times a week because of the community and, and my body has gotten stronger, but finding something to like make a habit Mm -hmm. that was good for me that gave me a little bit of that rest and time away from my kids which you know they're in like the child care at the gym so they're happy like they're playing or watching Moana or Frozen whatever but making that like a like I don't miss that I don't miss it unless we're mm-hmm. out of town and and it's I mean the first year I didn't know anybody's name and 
now I like, I know people by name, our kids know each other. Like my kids look for their kids after class. Like so fun. It's the sweetest thing. And I had no idea that such a thing even existed or that I would enjoy it. It just sounded dumb to me. Like, oh, just take your stroller and walk laps at the, on the track, you know, but it's not that it's like lunges and squats. And anyway, so this is way off the topic. <laughs> but, no. but I, I love do. it. I a stroller class. It was a stroller class. And the, I mean, I think they're all over. What? Minus. Yeah. And nobody cares that I show up without my kids. It's actually, you know. Oh, I love that. They would be like, where are you if I didn't come? So yeah. It's again, really accountability. Sweet. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do have another random question. Have you read Jenny Allen's new book? Oh, gosh. Have you heard about it? Yes. It's all over the place right now. Um, I'm like, if you haven't heard about it, what rock are you I know, know, right? Have you been on the internet? Um, I actually – so I'm generally a huge If Gathering fan, but it's so, like, went over my radar this year. And so – Me too. It – the lie or, like, the recorded option to, like, to be able to see it free just ended – you know, a couple days ago, but I made a a note to go and watch her and it was incredible. And she talked about her book and I'm like, yeah, this is yeah. so important. So it's, yeah, I can't remember the title of it, but it's all about um, t- tackling the negative thoughts in our minds. Yes. It's called title. Get Out of Your Head. Yep. And it's all about, it's a lot about what we talked about, I feel like, of yep. the it's not up to you. Don't let the spiral happen. Just pause and give it to the Lord. The um, I'm reading it now. The subtitle is called Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. Totally. Ugh, oh, my gosh. So good. She also wrote Nothing to Prove. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I think this girl's an Enneagram 3 because she just gets me in a spiritual way. <laughs> like, everything she says, I'm like, ooh, that, that cut deep in the best way. Mm-hmm. So I've been wondering what her Enneagram is. I go I back know. and forth. But that would yeah. be my question if I ever get to hang out with her. Yeah. What oh, is yours? Have so I'm a one, okay. which, yeah, I, I, I was going to like say something about that, but. <laughs> I'm probably so scatterbrained for you that you're like Rachel, full of dig it. No, I mean, with all like the good. podcasts back and forth, she's probably been like, oh, probably so thrown off. So. No, it's good. It actually relates to Jenny Ellen's book because if you know anything about a one, we have um, incredible toxic thoughts in our brains that are only for us. <laughs> and um, yeah, and it can turn to like, you know, judgment and critical towards other people. But yeah, we're really hard on ourselves, us ones. But well, um, you shouldn't be because you're pretty amazing. And I've loved this oh, friendship we've been able right. to form over recording platforms (laughs) yeah we get to see each other on instagram just you know we sure do hang out there that's right that's right well i have loved the time we got to spend together today and i'm just so excited for all of the resources that you gave us and all these nuggets i'm just i'm holding them so close to my heart because i think this message was something that was timely for me to hear so i so appreciate you and and what you're leading in our culture as far as dreaming and women goes. Well, thank you. I I appreciate having a, a sister podcaster who is pointing to the Lord and 
um, reminding women of who we were made to be and where our hope is and our identity. And so locking arms with you, girl. Thanks for doing what you do. I said it in the interview, and but I need to say it again. This was so timely for me because I feel like there's so many things, specifically with her reading Ephesians 1, that I was so inspired and things kind of started blooming again within my heart. So I hope and pray that that was the experience you had too while listening to Merit. If you feel stuck, if you feel overwhelmed, if you're kind of playing head games on yourself and have so much self-talk and self-doubt, maybe even that imposter syndrome she mentioned, I hope that you feel a little bit more free from it. And if you don't right now, that you can take some of the steps that she talked about in today's episode to move forward and to get rid of it. So you can move towards the things and the goals and dreams and visions God's placed on your life. If you want to hear more about those podcast episodes she was talking about, the books that we were recommending, or even some of the scripture we read, then you can head over to our show notes at behindtheblisspodcast.com. Of course, don't forget to check out Merit's Instagram and her podcast, Devoted Dreamers Podcast, where every week you can join a very similar conversation from someone from an extremely different background to get a full, well-rounded picture of what it looks like to chase dreams with Jesus. If you are loving today's episode, then go over to iTunes and leave us a review. It would mean so much to us and it also helps our engagement and our impact on this platform. So if you want to serve us in a quick and easy way, then don't forget to do that after listening to today's episode. And if you know another girl who needs to hear this message of freedom from all the things that sometimes culture is yelling at us or the things we're screaming at ourselves, then go ahead and send this episode over to her. That's how I found some of my favorite podcasts is from recommendations from friends. So maybe if you're loving Behind the Bliss, you can recommend it to one of your friends. I'm just so grateful for you in all the ways that you guys love and support this community. And I hope that today's conversation was enlightening, uplifting, and encouraging. And the rest of your week is that as well. We'll see you next time.